The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, which was founded by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman in 1956 and is currently led by our Senior Minister, the Reverend Derek B. Wells. Uh, You can join us online at www.cutemple.org for our live stream every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time. And we just want to make sure that if you're around, we want to make sure that you have the opportunity to become a part of our ministry. Look us up. Check us out. We are doing some great things in the world for God, lifting up humanity in consciousness, being a light unto humanity by being an example of what The Christ life can be for individuals being that teaching ministry that helps people learn about their own innate divinity. Today, we're continuing the series on keys to the kingdom, which is based on the Sermon on the Mount by Jesus, which is found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapters five through seven. I'm going to be basically teaching chapter six today. I do want to go back for a moment and deal with Matthew chapter five, verses 43 through 48 quickly. And then I'm going to move on to chapter six. And in that scripture, it says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good. And sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Now, when people read that scripture, um, Many times it's difficult because some translations even say love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you and despitefully use you. It depends on the translation. But what Jesus is trying to get people to understand is the law of non-resistance. That which you resist persists. That which you fight 
consistently stays in your face. Now, there are opportunities and situations where we have to remind ourselves that the only way a thing can stay alive for us is when we give it our attention. And we give something our attention, we're giving them our mental energy. And when we're giving something our mental energy, we're actually giving it our power. Because there's value and power in thought. So it's highly important that we realize and recognize that the only power that an experience can have over you is what you give it in consciousness. Now, I'm not talking about facts, but facts can change. Just because a situation is a fact does not mean it has power over you. It just means it's a fact. Now, you make it mean if it's that it has power over you. You make it, uh, you give it the attention, you give it the fear, you give it the frustration, you give it the anxiety. In and of itself, it doesn't have power until you give it. It's like when Jesus was facing crucifixion. Crucifixion is a fact. But he said to Pilate, Pontius Pilate, you could have no power over me unless it was given to you by my father. So we have to realize that when we take the love position, we're actually taking our power back. So when he says love your enemies, when you love your enemies, you don't have any. Now, that might be people who might be outwardly trying to oppose you, but they're not your enemies. In other words, your mental position matters. You can't afford to have enemies. Only people who are helping you grow and evolve. In other words, everybody then becomes your teacher because as you engage them, as you deal with them, they teach you how to navigate through life. They teach you to turn within and contact the presence and power of God, your true innate spirituality. They teach you how to work with stuff in your mind first before you step out and act. So love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Mm. Mm. See, loving your enemies means that you should practice unconditional love to everyone, knowing that love will only draw unto you what is for your highest good. See, this is what Jesus meant when he said that God lets the sun rise on the evil and on the good and on the righteous and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. In other words, God is God all the time, just like the sun is the sun all the time. And the rain is the rain all the time. God loves. So it goes to everybody. The sun shines. So it goes to everybody. God is love. Good love goes to everybody. When it rains, it rains on everybody. Everybody. And we have to be in that space. We have to be in the space to make people realize that legitimately, holistically, we have to be that space of love because love is a magnet that draws back to us our own good. This is important to remember. Love is my magnet to draw back to me. Pure, unconditional love. Now, he also goes on to say, if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? In other words, are you really pressing and developing your spiritual growth by doing that which is easy? It's easy to treat people nicely when they treat you nicely. It's easy to be respectful when other people are being respectful. It's easy to love folks who love you. But can you behold the Christ in those who are, how do I want to say this, lovingly, lovingly repressing their divinity? See, it's easy to be a spiritual person. 
in situations that are not giving you resistance. It's another thing to become non-resistant in situations where people are being resistant towards you. In other words, make sure that you don't become someone else to get what you want because if so, you've already lost. In other words, if you have to become mean and frustrated and angry and vengeful and vindictive to get what you want, then you've already poisoned your soul to get what you need out of that situation. So you so you warp yourself to get what you want. So you still lose because you've lost yourself. Jesus said, says in another part of the Gospels, what good is it for a man to gain the world and lose his soul? And people have often taught that as a afterlife punishment um, scripture. But that's not what it means. In the word soul in Jesus' language of Aramaic means self. And it can be better translated. What good is it for a man to gain the world and lose himself? See, when you lose yourself in a job, in a relationship, in an experience, even sometimes in some of these people who are dealing with these fringe religious groups, you know, the Jim Jones type things, they lose themselves. What good of it? What good is it to gain what you think you want and then you lose yourself? So this is why we have to love ourselves and love our neighbor and pray for those who we think are against us. I say this all the time. When was the last time you prayed for somebody, not about them? When was the last time you prayed for somebody, not about them? You know what I mean when I say for them? In other words, praying for their highest good, not about them. Now, Jesus also goes on to say, do not even the tax collectors do the same. And that that scripture is basically talking about the tax collectors were hated Jewish people who collected money for the Roman Empire. They were hated. And then he says, if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. What this is saying is they don't have the Hebrew law. Yet they know how to do that. So how are you being any better? You saying you're the quote unquote people of God, that 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 Israel is a remnant to the world to be an example. How are you doing anything that's different than the Gentiles? Well, we could say that today. We who are whatever religious faith um, that we might practice, we have to be an example of the character development of that spirituality or religious belief. Because if not, how are we any different from anybody who is not practicing uh, a, a path or a journey with God? And I'm, when I mean that, I'm using that in quotation marks because we're all on the path or journey with God. We're just not all conscious of it. So what I mean by that is a conscious journey with God. Then he says, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. And in that just means be mature in your love. Be all inclusive in your love. Perfect does not mean our relative relative perfect that goes on in the world. We'll say somebody's perfect. But what does that mean? Factually. There's no such thing as perfection and relativity. In other words, you're always comparing something to something else. The perfect car today is not the perfect car tomorrow. You know. The perfect anything today is not the perfect anything tomorrow. So it means be mature or be all inclusive in your love. All right. Moving on. 
We're now phasing into chapter six, which I believe I was supposed to do a little bit ago. But as I said before, we're going to take our time with this. So so as long as it needs to take for me to finish the Sermon on the Mount in a way that allows you to be able to get what you need out of this process, I will do. And don't forget that you can call and ask me questions uh, anytime during the show at 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. Now, moving on to chapter 6, it states, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So, whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, They have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your alms may be done in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Now, what does this mean? What does this mean? Simply this. You don't have to parade your religious piety around for others to see. When you help others, you don't have to tell everybody. Just allow the law to do its own perfect work. See, you know, the ego wants to be seen. I remember um, years ago I had a class and I had the students uh, work with a forgiveness technique where they went and bought a card. I said, find the nicest, most expensive card you can find, greeting card. Uh, And I don't want you to write anything in it. And I want you to mail it or to the person who you have issues with, but you can't put your name on it. So it says if the person's at work, mail it to the job. Uh, or if it's a situation where, where it's the person you're living with, leave it in the mailbox. Even if you have to get a, la- a label, make a label, sticker label, and put it on the envelope so people can't tell your handwriting. And the people who did it had great breakthroughs because the ego wants people to know, hey, I forgave you. Hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to release this. Hey, I'm going to let this go. But when you have to just send something nice to someone without receiving credit for it and you have issue with them, oh, that's very challenging for the soul. So I remember a lady saying in the class, I just couldn't do it. I can never forgive my brother for what he did and whatever that was at the time. The issue that I was trying to bring to her was you free yourself. Whatever your brother did when you were with children is still disturbing your life now. So why are you allowing your life to be held in bondage? Why are you suffering because of what he did when you were with children? And this lady was probably at least late 30s or around late 30s, I would I would assume. So we have to make sure that we're not holding on to 20 year grudges. We just need to, at the same time, not necessarily have to let everybody know, well, I forgave this and I released this and I do this and I read more of this. And and, and we make a parade of our religious beliefs outwardly. You know, some people call it peacocking, you know. Look at me. Look at me. I'm pious. I'm righteous. I'm whatever. No, it's not about that. It's just living the life and loving people. And what you are not comfortable with, don't do and release and let it go. But you don't have to make a 
show of your religious beliefs. Also, it says that the universal law of God will bring back to you all the good you have sown to life. Why? For every cause, there is an effect. So your father who sees in secret will reward you. That's something to always remember. The father who sees in secret will reward you. Now, what's in secret? The secret is what's going on in your consciousness. The secret is in your intention. Intention, not attention. The secret is in your intention because you can do the same outer act and have totally different intentions. But universal law is working with your intention. Well, what's going on in secret and what's going on in secret will be rewarded openly, as some of the scriptures say, openly. So people might not see your giving, your love, your prayer work, but they will see the rewards openly in your peace of mind and your love and your health and your body and prosperity. Because when you work with this stuff inwardly and you have a transformation on the inside, it has to show up on the outside. It has to show up on the outside. Now, let me remind you that Unity Online Radio is supported by your donations. This show and all the other shows on Unity Online Radio are supported by your love offerings, your gifts, your tithes to the station. We want to make sure that we are able to give to you the quality programming that you have been getting. And we want to make sure that this enhance and continue to evolve and stretch all over the globe because we believe in this message and we need your support. We need your support. So please make sure that you are clicking on the donate button on the website so we can make sure that this message can spread all over the world. Also, just as a reminder, you can call into the show at 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. I also want to let those who might want to see me do a seminar that this Saturday from 12 noon to 2 p.m. I will be teaching a seminar called preparing for new good preparing for new good and it will be at Christ Universal Temple if you're in the Chicago land area please come out I am going to have the service live streamed so the people who follow this show and others can actually have an opportunity to see the show follow along and hopefully get some breakthroughs in their own lives. So make sure it's www.cutemple.org this Saturday, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Make sure if you're in Chicago, I would love to have you in the house. If you are living somewhere else, make sure you tune in. Let friends know we're going to work through the process because we know we desire to be free and we're going to claim our goodness. We're going to claim the goodness that God has already prepared for us. So we're going to take a quick, quick break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Unity Online Radio is affiliated with Unity, a nonprofit organization specializing in prayer, publishing, and spiritual education. 
If you enjoy our programming and would like to support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now to make a contribution. You can make a one-time or recurring monthly donation. Thank you. to be? It's a question we all ponder from time to time. Reverend Kelly Isola, host of Spiraling Consciousness and her co-authors, have crafted a guidebook that will take you on a profound journey. If you long for love, peace, and joy, or yearn for commitment, passion, calm, or clarity, this book teaches you that you already have all of these within you. Whatever you long to experience outside of you is an aspect of you wanting to be birthed. Who have you come here to be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation is part daily reader, part spiritual practicum. Drenched in gorgeous imagery, each powerful page invites readers to dance, to leap, to sit still, to stand tall as they ponder the question, Who have I come here to be? Join the journey of self-discovery. Come explore the world within an infinite field of possibilities to discover who have you come here to be. To order your copy of Who Have I Come Here to Be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation, go to www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. That's www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guest on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer, or positive intention, can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central or 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We have a caller on the line, uh, Reverend Bobby. Are you there? I am here. How are you, Reverend Galen? I'm excellent. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. All right, Reverend Bobby, I what's your question? I was listening to you as you started in chapter six, as as you were saying that um, do not do your charitable deeds before men, and when you do a charitable deed, you know you don't need to sound your own trumpet. And I was saying, you know, that 
that this deal is really a consciousness thing that we each individually have to buy into. I was talking to a minister friend in, in, in Atlanta recently who has said God is my supply for 20, 21 years, but is just now getting to the, to the place where she's actually buying into it. And, you know, could you, could you help us by explaining how we really have to buy into what we're doing in this consciousness building work with every cell of our being? And I want to turn the radio back on, so I'm going to go, but I'm going to listen to you, okay? All right. Thanks, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay, we start, uh, See, the, the thing about it is when we start listen, working with this truth, um, it's easier as uh, a, a good friend and ministerial colleague, uh, Reverend Herbert Lasseter, used to always say, it's easier to be a, pra- a presenter of truth than it is to be a practitioner of truth. You know, when we start reading these books, I'm not just talking about a minister or teacher. I'm talking about in general. When you start, when you're exposed to a message that empowers you, it's easy to talk about it. You know, this is what you should do and this is why you should do it. But then turn around and actually have to live it is another thing. It's no different than, you know, people who are dealing with uh, maybe substance abuse or alcohol abuse. You know, I tell people who are in recovery, you have to be the program. You just can't do the program. You have to be the 12 steps. You have to be, you have to embody it. Jesus says, said in the Gospels, um, eat my blood, excuse me, drink my blood and eat my flesh, which means make what I'm teaching you a part of who you are. See, see, when we make it a part of who we are, it flows out naturally. It becomes a natural response. So when situations or circumstances come, it's just like stop, drop, and roll. You get the fire off of you. It's like, you know, if if, if you're in the water and you can't swim, you know, doggy paddle. You know, there's certain things that you learn as a kid that's supposed to just kick in. So we have to work with truth to the, to the level of it kicking in by default. So that's that's the place when you know that you know that you know. You know, at Christ Universal Temple, we talk about uh, with the five JCI principles, the Johnny Coleman Institute principles that we focus on in the Institute. The fifth step is the law of demonstration. And the part of the, of the law of demonstration is right thinking, right words, right actions, excuse me, right thinking, right feeling, right words, right actions, right reactions. And right reactions really tell you where you're at. Before you have an opportunity to put your truth mask on or a Christian mask on or Jewish mask or Hindu mask or Muslim mask or Buddhist mask. In other words, before you get into your this is how I believe spiritually or religiously, how do you respond out of your subconscious mind? Because that lets you know what's dominant when it comes to that particular situation or or issue. So we have to get it to the point to where it's on, as Reverend Coleman used to say, on the tape recorder. To prosperity is my birthright, healing is, is my birthright, peace of mind is my birthright, or whatever it is, continually pulling it up, continually pulling it up, continually pulling it up until we can get into the space of it demonstrates itself. See, because when it's on a tape recorder, the tape recorder's job is just to play it back. And if it's not playing back, it hasn't been impressed on the tape recorder in the way 
that makes it the dominant thought in the subconscious mind because what's going on is we might have that thought but we have other thoughts that sideswipe it we have other thoughts that suppress it we believe in god one day and we're frustrated the next so we have to make sure that we consistently go back and work with our minds what do i mean by that you don't take just one bath you don't take just one shower you don't brush your teeth just one time you just can't eat one meal you can't drink one glass of water for your whole life and it's the same way with working with a spiritual program, whatever it is. You have to consistently go back and work with it, consistently go back and work with it. Sometimes, as I told my class yesterday, you have to shut down, actually literally shut down sometimes, turn the phone off, get your books out, do your prayer work, do your meditation work, and do it for hours. Now, does that mean you have to do that every day? No. But sometimes you got to really go for it and then you maintain your daily pace of getting up, et cetera, et cetera. So we have to make sure that that no matter what happens, we're consistently doing our inner work. As I mentioned to my class the past Sunday, we had church, we had some meetings after church, came home, ate, and that was it. Studying and praying. The whole night, guided meditations, the whole night up until about 11 o'clock. Why? Because I have to stay on my game. And what do I mean by that? I have to be in a space to be able to deliver what I need to deliver. And I can't do that if my cupboard is not full. So hopefully that will help the process, uh, Reverend Bobby. Um, and we'll continue because this is going to transition right into the next scripture, which is. The found in the Gospel of Matthew, starting with chapter six, verse five. Whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they left to stand out and pray in the synagogues and, on, and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have re- received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door. And pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Now, again, this is just talking about outward shows of religious piety. And many times, yet again, is we, we make a parade of our religious beliefs. But Jesus is telling us if we really want to be effective in our prayer work, we have to take a step back. And start going within and allowing the spirit of truth to touch the most inner resources of our souls. Because when that inner transformation happens, then it flips back and it becomes an outward demonstration. Now, how does that work? Dr. Rocco Errico has a book called uh, Setting a Trap for God. And it's based upon the Lord's Prayer and prayer in general in the Aramaic language, the language that Jesus spoke. According to Dr. Erico and Aramaic scholars, the word prayer in Aramaic means to set a trap. In other words, set your mind like a trap to catch the thoughts, the inspiration, the healing, the power, the wisdom of God. So prayer is not just speaking the word. That's part of prayer. Prayer is also inner reflection so you can catch the inspiration, so you can catch the enlightenment, so you can as scripture would say, touch the hem of his garment. It's really important that we take time to separate ourselves in mind. Shut out all those other thoughts. When it says go in your room and shut the door. What does that mean? 
Shut out all those other thoughts. Shut out the anxiety, the fear, and etc. Because I can tell you all day, don't think about the Empire State Building. Don't think about the Empire State Building. Don't think about the Empire State Building. And if you if you know what the Empire State Building looks like, the image is going to pop up in your head. So he's saying, take your attention off of what you don't want and put your attention on what you do want. Take your attention off of what you don't want and put your attention on what you do want. Emmett Fox called that the golden key. And, you know, which can be found, I'm sure, online somewhere. And we have to remember, as we do the inner prayer work, the universal law, the divine principle, Jesus is calling the father who sees in secret responds and rewards you openly moving on <clears throat> excuse me there's one other point i want to make on this or two more don't use prayers on out of show pray sincerely from the depths of your being it isn't the words you pray it is the intention behind the prayer second point the father in this teaching represents universal law. The prayer done with clarity and feeling, which is realization, deep within your being impresses universal law. And the manifestation of your prayer is the result of your inner spiritual work. I just wanted to make sure I got that out. <clears throat> also, moving on to the next um, scripture, Matthew chapter six, verses seven and eight. When you are praying. Do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. All right. What does this mean? Again, your in intention matters as you pray. Do you really believe what you're praying so that's a powerful, powerful question. Just don't say empty phrases with no feeling, because, again, I just said clarity and feeling. So you have to have a realization of what you're saying. You're praying. You have to have that feeling. You have to be connected to what you're praying. So make sure that it's not empty phrases. Also, God is the source of all that is needed in expression. God as substance is no thing, so God can be all things and anything that is needed in your life. I want you to make sure that you understand that. When it says the Father knows what you need before you ask him, that is because the Father is no thing, so the Father can be all things and anything you need in your life. So when it says God already knows what you need, what it's not saying that, OK, God has a storage unit somewhere with houses and cars and, and you know, and hundred dollar bills. It's saying that the substance of God, the universal mind essence, the invisible supply of God is already here. And we have to get connected to it and through the value and power of our own thinking, we shape the no thing, the substance into something. Okay, I want to make sure that you get that. We, through our thinking, shape the no thing into something. Because the no thing can be anything. So, so 
uh, as we start to think about healing, the no thing can be can transform sick cells into healthy cells. The no thing can be finances. The next thing you know, opportunities and situations start to come up to allow us to be able to prosper ideas we have to put us in alignment. We start meeting people. We start connecting dots in ways that weren't there before. That's the no thing becoming something. The no thing becoming something can be the peace in your soul. There were people who used to be around you that would agitate you. Not only do they not agitate you anymore, but as you become more and more non-resistant, they tend to just fade out of your life. Also, God has already supplied everyone with all of the life, love, wisdom, power, and substance that they could ever need or use. These spiritual ideas are the foundation for any and all requirements in life. God doesn't have things. We have to remind ourselves of that. God doesn't have things. God has already provided the spiritual raw material we need to live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. God has already provided the spiritual raw material. See, people, because people will say, well, if God already knows, why do I have to ask? Asking is putting your mind in alignment and then to receive the goodness because it's already there, but you have to be open and receptive to it. It's here, but you have to claim it. It's here, but you have to claim it. It's here, but you have to acknowledge it. It's here, but you have to receive it. It's here. It's here. Just like it's a gigantic lake out right next to Chicago, Lake Michigan. If I said I need water, I can go with a thimble. I can go with a cup. I can go with a bucket. And I can go with a pipeline. And Lake Michigan will fulfill the need. Now, the need is based upon my expectation only. My expectation. Hopefully that comes across. It's always my, my, my expectation that works with my prayer. So my asking is my expectation. Because you can't outpray your expectation. You can't outpray your expectation. No matter what you say, you can't outpray it. <clears throat> now, just a reminder that again, I, I consistently want to remind you over and over again that the show yet again is supported by your donation. So I want to make sure that you're aware of that. Please click the giving button so you can continue to support this show and others like it. Also, just as a reminder, as we go forward, I have a seminar this Saturday from Saturday, uh, excuse me, from 12 noon to 2 p.m. If you're in the Chicagoland area, please stop by. It's at Christ Universal Temple. And if you're not, make sure you join us online at www.cutemple.org because it's going to be really good preparing for new good. This is a we we have a, a service we call the Burning Bowl, which is our beginning of the year process of releasing the old and claiming the new year. Well, this is a preparation seminar just for that. <clears throat> we're going to release the things we don't want. And we're going to be ready to embrace 2013 and, and really, really live the life that God has prepared us to live, which is a healthy, happy and prosperous life. 
We want to make sure we do the inner work. We want to make sure that we're prepared for 2013. We want to make sure that we're open and receptive to all the blessings that God has is ready to give us. But again, the father knows, but we have to ask. And when we ask, we're actually shaping and forming the no thing, the substance of God to become something because the no thing can be anything and all things needed for our expression. I hope you get that. I hope you understand that. You know, we have a great opportunity to be the transformation agents, the ambassadors for God. Once we understand truth, go out and live truth, then we are the examples. As Jesus said, as I mentioned in the earlier part of this series, don't hide your light under a bushel basket. As you've learned how to work with this truth, go live it, go be it to it so we can be the space for healing in the world. We're going to take another quick break right now, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Reverend Paulette Pipe's voice has been called mesmerizing, the sound of spirit expressing in soothing honey tones. If you're one of the loyal listeners who tune in each week for her program, Touching the Stillness, you already know the power of her meditations. If her programs leave you wanting more, purchase one or both of her meditation CDs, Touching the Stillness, her first CD, and the newly released Resting in Stillness. This latest CD combines Paulette's alchemic voice with an original score by pianist Kelly Hunt and will transport you to a place of divine peace. Enliven your meditations with Reverend Paulette Pipe as your guide and take her soothing voice and peaceful presence with you wherever you go. Get your copy today. Go to www.unity.org and then click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on Shop at the top of the page. Did you know that most of us operate on autopilot and don't even realize it? In fact, psychologists suggest automatic behavior has become the rule of thumb these days. Jesse Harriet wants to talk with you about how to make the switch from barely thriving and functioning to living a fully functioning, conscious, and purposeful life. The all is mind, and so are you. Call in with your questions and comments for Jesse Live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central Time on Living on Purpose, where we blend psychology and ancient wisdom. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. 
All right, welcome back to Truth Transforms. Again, this is the continuation of the series Keys to the Kingdom, which is based on the Sermon on the Mount by Jesus found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapters 5 through 7. If you have any questions, please feel free to call me at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489, so we can you know, make sure if you have any questions, we can clear them up, or you have any comments, I would love to hear from you. Now, we're transitioning into the most famous prayer in all the world, probably prayed more than any prayer. It's called the Lord's Prayer, which is found in the Gospel of Matthew, one version of it at least. Uh, chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. I'm reading for the New Revised Standard Version, so it might sound a little bit different. <clears throat> it says, pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. Now, most people know the prayer is our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, what is this saying to us? The Lord's Prayer, in a sense, is a series of affirmations used to align consciousness with the truth about God and how the, underst- and how the understanding of this truth changes our experiences. See, this prayer is powerful at many levels. First of all, it starts off by saying, Our Father. Our Father. Meaning we all have a one collective creator, one source, one provider, one love, our Father. We're all connected through the one God, our Father in heaven, our Father in the, in, and this realization is found when we realize that heaven is not necessarily where I go when I make my transition, but the the omnipresent good of God, when we realize that God is everywhere equally present, or as Paul said in the book of Acts, in him we live, move, and have our being, then we realize that the presence and power of God is with me right now, sustaining me, maintaining me. Right here and right now, our Father in the highest levels of consciousness, as I realize the truth. Some of the scriptures say our father in the heavens because they thought the heavens to represent expansion. So it also depends on your translation. Uh, Dr. Erico says in, in many of his books that that it could also be said, you know, I believe, you know, our father who is everywhere. So it's, it's always another way of looking at it when you start dealing with the Lord's prayer, because our father is is a term of endear- endearment. See, the concept of God as a loving parent means a lot in the sense of, you know, Jesus used the word Abba, meaning, you know, to say father. But Abba is a term of endearment, endearment, excuse me. And even people who 
had relationships with other people would call the people that they love Abba because it was just a term of endearment. It means my father. But it also means the beloved. There's many ways to look at it. Anyway, moving right along. Hallowed be your name. Means, hallowed means make sacred. Make sacred. Hallowed be your name. Metaphysically, name always represents nature. So our father in heaven sacred be your nature so we realize that if we all have one father we're all within or connected to everyone else through this one father who's sacred whose nature is sacred then that means we're connected in the sacredness of god hallowed be your name hallowed be your nature it says your kingdom come now People are trying to get to the kingdom of God. And Jesus is saying, call the kingdom into expression. King, your kingdom come. Now, now, see, see. Jesus was about. Living the spiritual life here and now. In other words, you can have it now. Your kingdom come. And we're not talking about. Second coming, second coming, apocalyptic thought. He's saying, let your love, your power, your wisdom, your peace be expressed now. Your kingdom come when now in the book of Revelation, it says, I beheld uh, the city of God, the new Jerusalem falling out of the heavens. Why? Because that was the kingdom. That was a symbol of the kingdom coming now, because Jerusalem means habitation of peace, literally in Hebrew. It goes on to say, your will be done, your intention be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, in this, this means that your intention, and we believe in new thought, that God's will is absolute good. Absolute good. In other words, God cannot give you anything that is inconsistent with God's will which is absolute good, absolute good. So your absolute good be done on earth, which is manifestation as it is in heaven, which is the ideal. So just as your good expresses in the ideal, let that express or manifest in my everyday life. Your intention, your divine will be done. Your absolute good be done in my life as it is in the spiritual ideal. Then it goes on to say, give us this day our daily bread. Now, whatever your daily bread is, that's what you're praying about. A person like a Warren Buffett is not praying for daily bread to eat because he has enough bread literal bread and enough metaphorical bread money to not to have that be a concern but your daily bread could be your peace of mind your daily bread could be uh, clarity and thought your piece of your daily bread could be health in your body in the sense of you're working through something right now your daily bread could be many things your daily bread could be a happy home but give us this day our daily bread our daily bread. What is it that you need? And see, 
Jesus is saying that you're provided for daily by God. But again, you have to claim it. So what is he doing? He's calling it forth. Give us this day our daily bread. Then he goes on to say, and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. So when we want to be released from, from things, we have to make sure that we are releasing others. Don't ask for forgiveness and you're unwilling to forgive. That's what he's saying because you're tying yourself to a thing by your thought, by your feeling about it. So as you release, you're released. As you release, you're released. And it says, and do not bring us to the time of trial. Some says, lead us not into temptation. But God doesn't lead people into temptation. Matter of fact, um, Dr. Erico says that the scripture, and when he translates it as, let us not enter into temptation. The New Revised Standard Version says, do not bring us to a time of trial. But God is not going to bring you to a time of trial. We bring ourselves to times of trial. And rescue us from the evil one or deliver us from evil just means that we maintain the the thought of truth so we're not putting ourselves in experiences that do not reflect the wholeness of God. <clears throat> we have to be clear that we create what we call the evil in our lives. And sometimes what we call the evil in our lives is just the way we look, how we look at a situation that has nothing to do with actual, factual, anything. It just means that we've made something the boogeyman in our own lives, and we're just asking, okay, God, I've created this experience, or I'm a part of a collective experience, and I'm seeking the, the wholeness of God as, as unity does the prayer uh, of James Dillard Freeman. The prayer of protection, light of God surrounds me, the love of God enfolds me, the power of God protects me, the presence of God watches over me. Wherever I am, God is. When you're praying that prayer, you're saying, and deliver us from evil. Not that evil is a thing, because evil doesn't have principle or universal law standing behind it. It's not, a, it's not a being. It's not a thing. It's an expression of warped, adulterated human thought, because there is no evil without people being involved, people's thinking. There's no nobody can point to that's evil without people being involved in it. That's why it's not a thing. But you can see life. You can see intelligence. You can see growth and evolution in all of the universe. Only when people's thinking get involved with stuff does it get off of alignment. It'll do what it's supposed to do every time until people get involved because we have free will. Other things and beings and organisms just work in divine order of how they were created. So at this point, I'm going to stop. And we'll pick up next week. But I just want to make sure that you get this understanding that the Lord's Prayer is a series of mental commands needed to train the mind on how to bring spiritual the spiritual ideal into manifestation. We're going to continue going forth with Truth Transforms. Make sure you check us out um, every Sunday on our live stream. Also, I also want to remind you that next Wednesday, I'll be doing the Bible 365 lesson at Christ Universal Temple. So I'll be teaching on the book of Revelation. So make sure you come out and hear that. Uh, so with that, I'm going to say goodbye and we'll be back with you next week with Truth Transforms.
Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Warning. After listening to the Oneness Program, Fridays at 11 a.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, People have reported feeling a profound stillness in body and mind that continues well into the weekend. Others have found that their internal quiet is matched by a flow and ease in relationships and daily activities. Join Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel for the Oneness Program and experience the Oneness Blessing. Friday mornings, 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity Online Radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity Online Radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit Unity Online Radio and click on Mobile Listening. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. 
This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts. 